praise you again tonight, O Lord. God, we come into your presence with thanksgiving, O God. Lord, we enter your courts with praise again tonight, Lord. We come to magnify your name. Jesus, we need you in this land, O God. Lord, we need you in our nation. We need you in our cities. We need you in our communities, O God. Oh, God, there's so many troubled minds and so many troubled hearts across the land, oh, God. But, God, your word tells me if your people which are called by your name would humble themselves and pray and seek your face, Father, and turn from their wicked ways that you were here from heaven, forgive them of their sins and heal the land. We need you tonight, oh, God. We need your power. We need your anointing, oh, God. We need your wisdom, O oh God, and directions for the land tonight, O oh God. And we look to you. You are the indeed the author and the finish of our faith, O oh God. And our trust is in you, Lord. And so I'm asking you tonight, Father, to go into every home, God, into every neighborhood, into every hospital room, every mental ward tonight, O oh God, every jail cell, Lord God. If there's troubled minds, God, if there's fear in the hearts of, of the people, Lord God, I'm asking you, Lord God, to move upon their hearts, uh, move upon their minds, God, as you're the comforter, Lord. Uh, and your word tell us, Father, that you would keep us in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon you because we trust in you, O God. Lord, you said in your word that they that dwell in the secret place of the Most High should abide under the shadows of the Almighty. And we can say of the Lord that he's our refuge and our strength and our fortress and our God in whom we will trust. We look to you tonight, O God, to honor your word again tonight, Lord. We're thankful again today, God. You have given us another beautiful day, God. And we're thankful today, God. If it had not been for you on our side, oh God, where would we be today, oh God? But Lord, you woke us up in our right minds this morning. God, you fed us with good things so that our youth is renewed like the eagle, oh God. You have showed us strength and power and wisdom and knowledge and understanding. And we thank you tonight, oh God that we can trust you and we can believe in you, God. I'm thankful, Lord, that I've been baptized in your name and filled with your spirit, oh God. I'm thankful, Lord God, uh, that I'm walking in newness of life tonight, oh God, and my life and hope and trust is in you, Jesus, and there's none like you, God. And I praise you, Jesus, and I thank you, Lord God. Oh, I thank you for your loving kindness. I thank you for your tender mercies, oh God. Uh, oh, Jesus, I'm asking you to comfort the feeble minds tonight. Uh, God, go into the hospitals, those that has been diagnosed with this virus, oh God. I pray for your healing touch. Uh, your word tells me you was wounded for our transgressions and bruised uh, for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace uh, is upon you, Lord, and with your scribes, uh, we are healed, Lord God. I'm asking you, Lord, to calm all fear, oh God. Uh, I'm asking you, Lord God, to give strength uh, where there's weakness, oh God. Uh, oh God, bring clarity of mind where there's troubled minds. Uh, oh God, only you can do it, Jesus, and I know you're able. Father, all you have to do is just speak the word, uh, and it can be whole, Lord, in this 
this land, oh God, and I look to you, Jesus. Uh, I want your perfect will to be accomplished in the things that thou doest, oh God. Uh, I thank you, Lord, again tonight for the body of Christ. Uh, I pray that you will continue to touch your people, Lord, and minister to your people. Direct them, guide them, Lord. Lead them according to your perfect will. Let your anointing flow freely to their hearts and minds. And we thank you tonight, Jesus. We bless you tonight. We praise you tonight for your wholeness and power. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, Jesus, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. And, oh, I want to see him. I want to look upon his face. There to sing forever of his saving grace. On the streets of glory, let me lift my voice. Cares all pass, home at last, ever to rejoice. As I journey through the land, singing as I go, pointing souls to Calvary, to the crimson flow, many arrows pierce my soul from without within, but my Lord leads me on, through him I must win, singing, oh, I want to see him, I want to look on upon his face, there to sing forever of his saving grace. On the streets of glory, let me lift my voice. Cares all pass, home at last, ever to rejoice. When in service for my Lord, dark may be the night, but I'll cling more close to him. He will give me light. Satan's snares may vex my soul, turn my thoughts aside, but my Lord goes ahead, leads whatever betide, singing, oh, I want to see him, I want to look upon his face. There to sing forever of his saving grace. On the streets of glory, let me lift my voice. Cares all pass, home at last, ever to rejoice. When and valleys low I look toward the mountain heights and behold my Savior there, he's leading in the fight, with a tender hand outstretched toward the valley low, he's guiding me, I can see as I onward go, singing, oh, I want to see him, I want to look upon his face. 
there to sing forever of His saving grace. On the streets of glory, let me lift my voice. Cares all past, home at last, ever to rejoice. When before me billows rise from the mighty deep, then my Lord directs my bark. He does safely keep, and He leads me gently on through this world below. He's a real Friend to me, oh, I love him so, singing, oh, I see him, I want to look upon his face, there to sing forever of his saving grace, on the streets of glory, let me lift my voice, cares all pass Home at last, ever to rejoice. Hallelujah. Oh, God, I praise you. Oh, God, I magnify you, Lord. Hallelujah. I want to look upon your face, God. I want to sing of your glory. I want to sing of your mercy, oh, God. For thou, O Lord, are great, uh, and you are greatly to be praised, O God, and the city of my God, uh, and the mountains of your holiness, uh, beautiful for situation. The joy of the whole earth uh, is Mount Zion on the side of the north, uh, the city of the great King. Uh, hallelujah, Jesus. I praise you, Lord. Uh, some trust in chariots, uh, some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They are brought down and fallen, but we are risen and stand upright. Oh, I thank the Lord. I thank the Lord. If it had not been for Jesus, where would I be? Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, great is the Lord, and He's greatly to be praised. In the city of our God, in the mountains of His holiness, beautiful for situation, the joy of the whole earth is Mount Zion on the side of the north, the city of the great King. Oh, great is the Lord. Lord, and he's greatly to be praised in the city of our God, in the mountains of his holiness, a beautiful for situation, the joy of the whole earth is Mount Zion on the side of the north, the city of the great king, oh, great is the Lord. And he's greatly to be praised in the city of our God, in the mountains of his holiness, beautiful for situation, the joy of the whole earth. Is Mount Zion on the side of the north, the city of the great king. Hallelujah, Lord. 
Oh, God, I want to look upon your face. There to sing forever of his saving grace. On the streets of glory, let me lift my voice. Cares all pass. Home at last. Ever, ever, ever to rejoice. Praise God. Ah, oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord again tonight. Amen. Praise God. You may be seated. We want to get it right in our Bible study tonight. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Our God is a good God. Amen. So we want to keep praying for our community. Amen. They keep saying that the coronavirus cases are increasing, but we want to keep our trust and faith in the Lord and hold to God's unchanging hand. Amen. And let's continue to walk worthy of the Lord. Amen. So we want to get right back into our study again tonight. Colossians chapter 1, verse 10. Amen. That you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Amen. Praise God. Walk worthy of the Lord. Amen. We want to stay focused on our walk. Now, we have already discovered in our study that we've been talking about when we talk about walk is how you live and how you conduct yourself. When we're born again of the water and the spirit, amen, our old man is buried with Christ and we are risen to walk in a new life. Amen. We need to stay focused now on where he's taken us. Amen. And we know that the enemy of our soul desires, as Jesus said, the thief came not but for the steal, the kill, and the destroy. So the enemy is going to try to prevent you from accomplishing and becoming what God wants you to be. We've already seen that we're not to walk after the counsel of the ungodly. Amen. We need to take our counsel from the Word of God and the men of God. Amen. We need to live our lives according to God's Word. James tells us in James 1, he says, don't just be a doer of God's Word, hearer of God's Word, excuse me. You've got to be a doer of God's Word. So we want to become doers of God's Word. Our life must be a reflection of the Word of God. Everything that God says about us as His children must be a reflection and must be seen. As we've already seen, Jesus told us to let our light shine, that men will see our good works and glorify our fathers, which is in heaven in Matthew 5. Amen. Verse 16. So we don't buy, he says, you don't buy a candle and put it on a bushel. You put it on a candlestick so it gives light to everyone that's in the room. So do you show up when you show, when you go to the places do you go? Does people recognize something different about you? They should see something totally different about you. The light of Christ, the radiation of him through your life should be reflecting out to others when you show up or you come into that room. Amen. They should see something totally different about you. Amen. So we was last week, we was talking about, number two, that we must walk circumspectfully. Amen. We've got to be on guard. We've got to stay on guard. Amen. We know that the enemy is going to try to trip us up. He's going to put snares in our pathway. He's going to do everything in his power to cause us to fall. Amen. 
So therefore, we have this promise from God that I won't leave you, I won't forsake you. So we've got to learn how to walk. We've got to learn how to conduct ourselves in this life. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world, but all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. It is not of the Father, it is of the world. We must be careful. We don't make foolish decisions. We need to think things out before we say yay or nay. Amen. We need to have the knowledge and the abilities to make right choices and right decisions. Notice, as we've already seen, that Solomon tells us in Proverbs uh, 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 chapter 2, in verse 10, he says, When wisdom enter into your heart and knowledge is present, then what happens? Discretion will keep you and understanding will preserve you. Amen. Excuse me. Notice. Excuse me. Praise God. When wisdom is in your heart. See? Now notice, we we must also walk in wisdom towards them that are without. See? In other words, the people that don't know God... You've got to have wisdom in how you conduct yourself and how you live. Amen. They have to be able to see Christ in you. If you tell a person in the world that you are a Christian, they already know if you are or not. They know everything that you're supposed to be doing and may have never gone to church one day. Because Satan knows the word of God. See, so your life must be a reflection. You don't need to stand up on the side and say, I'm a Christian. Amen. They need to be able to understand and know there's something totally different about you. See, you have to be able to be seen as what God says about you. When the fruit of the Spirit is inside of you, then love shall radiate out of you. Joy should come out of you. Peace should be coming out of you. Patience should come out of you. Amen. Gentleness and goodness and faith and meekness and temperance should come out of you. Self-control. You should have self-control over yourself. So when wisdom is present and knowledge is there, distression Think about how many people could have made a wise decision if they'd have just had a little discretion. People make wrong choices because they don't have any discretion. See, so wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get an understanding. Proverbs 9 and 9 says, you teach a wise man and he'll be yet wiser. Amen. He's a just man, and he's going to increase in learning. So notice, give instructions to a wise man. You remember what Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 2, uh, 3, 16 and 17. He says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, 
for corrections and instructions in righteousness, that the man of God shall be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Amen. The Word of God should be in you. That's why when you read the Psalms, he constantly says, Teach me thy way, O Lord. Lead me in the plain paths. Amen. We need to follow the directions and the instructions. Notice what David says in Psalms 19, verse 7. The Lord, the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimonies of the Lord are sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord are pure, enlightening the eye. The fear of the Lord is clean and doing forever. And the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than the honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them are your servants warned, and in keeping of them is great reward. Amen. The Word of God has got to be in our lives. We've got to learn how to walk. We've got to learn how to live. Even in this pandemic that we're going through right now, we've got to know how to live. We've got to know how to walk. We've got to know how to conduct ourselves, not in a fearful state. Amen. Because God is not giving you the spirit of fear. He's giving you power. He's giving you love. And He's giving you a sound mind. You want to have the wisdom and the knowledge and the understanding of God so that you know how to walk and live and to conduct yourself. If you live in a state of fear because of a pandemic, the enemy is going to destroy you. He's going to use every opportunity to prevent you from becoming what God wants you to become. You've got to learn how to walk in these things. You've got to learn how to stand. This thing should not have taken anybody that's a Christian by surprise. Every Christian should still be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You should have on the whole armor of God. You should approve your armor a long time ago before the battle plan ever hit. Your loins should already be girded about with truth. The breastplate of righteousness should be on you. Your feet should already have been shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You should already have the shield of faith ready to repel every dart that came. Your helmet should have been intact, knowing that the hope of salvation is already there. And the word should be in your hand and in your heart and in your mind so you can take out the enemy of your soul. Fret not, little flock. It's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. I'm, I, you know, wisdom. Yes, you take precaution. Yes, you live, but you don't live in a panicked state. Not as a child of God. You learn how to live so that you know how to be cautious. You know how to be on the alert. You know how to walk worthy. Notice what the scripture says that you might walk worthy of the Lord. Unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Don't let the system push you into fear and panic. Amen. You've got to learn how to live. So many people right now are afraid to death, you know, because they don't know how to live. They don't know how to conduct themselves in these kind of situations.
But the Word of God has been written over 2,000 years and has already given you the answer. See, you've got to learn how to walk circumspectfully. You've got to learn how to walk with wisdom towards them that are without. When wisdom enter your heart and knowledge is present, discretion will keep you, preserve you, and understanding will keep you. Amen. These instructions, they're already here. Jesus already told us pandemic's going to come. He already told us things is coming against the church. And he says, blessed are you when men shall persecute you and revile you and say all matters of evil. Come on. We have got to get used to troubles and trials and things that's going to come. Amen. So we have to learn how to live. I can't live in a panic state. I can't live in a state of fear when that did not come from God. Amen. That's what Paul told Peter. I mean, Timothy says, God did not give you the spirit of fear. He gave you power. He gave you love. And he gave you a sound mind. Amen. So you need to just stir up the gift that is in you. Amen. If God is in you, and I know somebody says, if God be for me, everybody else might as well be. Amen. Amen. If God is for me, everybody else might be. Because there's nobody greater than he. And he can just speak the word and take them out any moment. So I'm not going to fear. I'm not going to fear. Amen. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. I'm living. I'm walking. The Bible tells me in John 10.10, the thief comes not but to steal, to kill, and destroy. But Jesus says, I am come that you might have life, and that more abundantly, I'm going to have an abundant life. Amen. An abundant life is a yielded life. Abundant life is a servant life. An abundant life is a separated life to Jesus Christ. I'm going to live the rest of my days. What does Peter tell us in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 1 and 2? He says, you should not live the rest of your days to the flesh. You're supposed to live the rest of your life to Jesus Christ if you've been born again. Amen. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels are beckoning me from heaven's open door, and I cannot feel at home in this world anymore. We've got to have wisdom. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence and fell out knowledge of witty inventions. You know, notice Proverbs 8, what it says at the end. Amen. Blessed is the man that watch at my gate, that wait at the post of my door. For whoso findeth me, findeth light, and shall find favor of the Lord. But he that sinneth against me wrongeth his own soul. All they that hate me love death. So you better get wisdom. We've got to walk wisdom. Notice what Paul writing to the church at Colossus there in the fourth chapter, verse 5 and 6. Amen. Colossians chapter 4, verse 5 and 6. Paul says, Walk in wisdom towards them that are without, redeeming the time. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. Notice, 
walk in wisdom towards them that are without. We must always walk upright and honest. We must deal with others which are without on the strictest principles of integrity so that they may not have occasion to criticize the faith and religion which we profess. Amen. Vaughn's commentary puts it this way. Number one, people of the world judge of religion not from the profession but from the life it sees. Let me say that again. People in the world judge religion not from the profession, but by what it sees. In other words, if you say you're a Christian, they're going to judge that based on what they see. Amen. And if they see Christians not living according to the Word of God, they're going to call you a hypocrite. They're going to say you're a lie, you're a fake. If you live in fear and you're supposed to be a Christian, uh, who's going to believe you? Who's going to believe you? We must operate based on the Word of God. Our lives must be seen as who we are. Christ in you. The hope of glory. Amen. Don't say you're a Christian if you're not going to live it. The psalmist says in Psalms 101, verse 3, he says, I will behave myself in a perfect manner. Amen. Put it back up there for me. Amen. Oh, when will thou come unto me? I will walk, notice, in my house, how? With a perfect heart. Amen. Know you not? You're the temple of God, which is in you. You're not your own. You've been brought with the price. So Jesus has pulled us out. So I have to learn how to be on what? My best behavior. My conduct, my actions, my communications must be according to the Word of God. i got to learn how to behave. I can't keep going to doing these same old things I used to do before I got saved. If I say I'm a Christian and I go down to the store and buy me a fifth of Jack Black, who's going to believe me I'm a Christian? If, if, if I say I'm a Christian and you see me and I'm laying out in the street smoking a joint, you know, if I'm laid down drunk in my barf, who's going to believe I'm a Christian? If I say I'm a Christian and I walk into my job and I'm cursing and swearing and doing all these things, who's going to believe me? Nobody is going to believe me. See, we are risen to walk in newness of life. See, so the world is going to judge me based on what they see. If I look like a duck, act like a duck, I'm probably going to be a duck. <laughs> so if I say I'm a Christian, the world already knows what I'm supposed to do. 
They, they don't have to put one foot in this church or in any church. If I say I'm a Christian, they already know, number one, I'm supposed to walk in integrity. They know every time I open my mouth, I'm supposed to be telling the truth. Because if I lie one time, I just ruin everything. They ain't ever going to believe me again. I can I can present the best case. I can look the best part. I can do it all. You know, but if I have ever lied to them, told them I'm going to do something and I did not follow through, amen, that person will never be convinced that I'm a Christian. Matter of fact, Solomon puts it this way. A brother that is offended is hard to be won than the bars of a castle. You know, you know, you, if bars is around the castle, you ain't getting in. That's hard. So when I lie to a person as a Christian and don't follow through in what I say I'm supposed to do, it's going to be a whole, it's going to be a hard thing to get into that person. They can get saved, but yet they will always remember me as a liar. I can be in the same church. They will always see me as a liar. See, so we have to learn how to live and, and walk according to the word of God. Barnes goes on, number two. They judge of religion not from preaching or from books or from the conduct of his founder and his apostles, but from what they see in the daily walk and conversation or behavior of the members of the church. They ain't judging it based on Jesus and the apostles. They're judging it based on the people. Now you see why Jesus told you to let your light shine. That's why he told you, you're the salt of the earth. See? Your actions, your conduct is a reflection of him. Number three, they understand the nature of religion so well as to know when people are or not consistent in their profession. Think about it. They know when you are not the real deal. They know when you are not doing what you're supposed to be doing. See, you're playing a glass house. <laughs> and everybody's watching, and Satan is watching. Number four, they set a much higher value on honesty and integrity than they do on the doctrines and duties of religion. And if the professed person of religion are destitute of the principle of truth and honesty, they think they have nothing of any value. They may be very devout during church times, very regular at prayer meetings, very strict in the observance of tradition and service, but all these are of little worth in the estimation of the world unless attended up with an upright life. Think about it. Amen. We've got to be honest. We've got to walk worthy. We've got to walk upright. What does Paul tell the church at Rome? Let not your good ever be evil spoken of. Amen. 
the caution is there. The word of God is there to tell us how to live, how to conduct ourselves, how to act, how to behave, how to live right, how to walk right. No person will attempt to do much good to others whose own life is not upright. He will be sensible of the inconsistency and will feel that they can, that he cannot do it with any sense of propriety. And the honor of religion, therefore, and the salvation of fellow men demands that in all our intercourse with others, we should lead lives of the strictest integrity. Amen. We've got to be honest. First of all, with ourselves. I have to be honest with me. And then I have to be honest with others. One of the worst person you can trick and fool is your own self. See, integrity is of utmost importance. And we look at our world today and they think nothing of it. They lie, they cheat. But guess what? They got to stand someday before God. Then what? We got to learn how to walk. We've got to learn how to walk. Amen. According to the will of God. Look at Galatians 2.14. Galatians 2.14. Amen. Here. Galatians 2 verse 14. And this is the story Paul is relating here about Peter. He says, but when I saw that he walked not uprightly according to the truth of the gospel, I said unto Peter before all them all, if thou be a Jew, liveth after the manner of a Gentile, and not do the Jews, what compellest thou the Gentiles to live as do the Jews? We who are Jews by nature and not sinners of the Gentiles, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ, and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall we, no man, I mean no flesh, be justified. Now notice what Paul is saying here. He called Peter on a wrong. He says, when I saw that he didn't walk according to the gospel, what did the gospel say? Well, the gospel tells us that in Christ is no respecter of persons. See? So we have to learn that at the earliest stage in our walk with God. God don't care if you're black. He don't care if you're white. He don't care if you're brown. He don't care if you're blue, orange, purple, whatever. See? He don't care where you come from. When you come into him, you come into the family of God. And you are to be no respecter of persons. But Peter was beginning to become a respecter of person. He was eating with the Gentiles, but when the Jews came, he withdrew himself. Amen. And so when Paul saw it, he called him on it. He said, hold on here one minute. You are not walking according to the gospel. 
You see, because the gospel, we know, is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So if I say I have died with Christ and I have risen again, I am supposed to walk in a new life. You are my brother. You are my sister. So take me by the hand. Together we will work until he come. There's no foe that can defeat us when we're walking hand by hand. As long as there is love, we can stand. God has given us the example of how to work. Jesus tell us in John 13, 13, I have given you an example. Amen. Everything that we are going to go through in this life, Jesus Christ gave us an example. He left us an example to follow. He walked humbly. And we've already seen in the last week about walking humbly. Amen. We have got to get off our high horses. Amen. We've got to condense ourselves to men and women of low estate. Amen. Jude tell us on some, have compassion, make a difference. Amen. Others, say with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even their garments spotted by the flesh. We've got to learn how to walk. We've got to have wisdom. And we've got to walk cautiously. Amen. Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, one of my favorite passages always. Verse 1. If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, any bowels and mercies, Fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and one mind. Notice, at the onset of the church, on the book of Acts, they was all in one accord and one place. We've got to have the mind of Christ. Fulfill you my joy, Paul says. Live the way you're supposed to live, is what he's saying. And you may be like-minded. Have the mind of Christ. Live the same way that Jesus lived. Live the same way the apostles did. Amen. Get your mind. Get your mind focused. Amen. you got to walk this walk the right way. People are watching you. People observe. The world is going to hell in a handbasket because Christians in the church is not doing what it's supposed to be. You think why the church is under such attack? We're so divided. I don't care if you're Lutheran, Baptist, Catholic, Methodist, whatever. You, you, you said you're called by the name of Jesus Christ. We're supposed to all be walking the same way. We're supposed to all know who our Savior is. We're supposed to be in one mind. So the enemy don't have any problem destroying us. We're so divided. See, we've got to learn how to walk. We've got to learn how to live. We've got to learn how to forgive. Isn't it amazing that when the Scripture tells you if somebody offends you, it don't tell you to sit back and wait for them. 
come to you. It says you go to them. You know why God make you do that? Keep you humble. Because when you got to go ask somebody else to forgive you because you didn't do nothing, it's going to pull you down. It's going to humble you. It's going to humble you. You know, and that's what, that's how we got to walk. We have to learn how to walk that way. God always put the responsibility on the person who think they're right, they, they, they get it right. That's why he says, okay, you're right, then get it right. You, you say I'm right, then go get it right. Don't wait for somebody else to come to you. It'll keep you humble. You know what else it'll do? It'll prove that you say who you are, you are. Because the devil knows that that's what Jesus has already said. <laughs> See? So when you go to somebody that did you wrong and you says, I ask for your forgiveness, most time it's going to blow their mind because they are not expecting it. But you know what? They will know that you are the real deal. Because immediately they're going to realize I was wrong and I should have went to you. You, If you ever did that, most of the people you do that to, you know what the first thing they're going to say is, oh, uh, you didn't do nothing to me. You know, I should have been one coming to you. See, but they're going to know you're the real deal. So we have to learn how to walk towards them that is out. Paul says we got to have the same mind, be in one accord. Verse 3, let nothing be done through strife or vain glory. But in lowliness or humbleness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. Whoa. In other words, you humble yourself. Stay low. Jesus says, if you invited to someplace, he says, don't you go to the head of the table. Let somebody more honorable come in, and then you got to get up and go down. And then you're going to be embarrassed. He says, sit at the low part. Then let them bid you up. Say, we have to learn how to walk. Pride go before destruction and a haughty spirit before fall. See, if I go in thinking, oh, man, I'm the pastor. I, I'm supposed to have the front seat. You know, well, what if somebody else more honorable than I come in? And they tell me, ah, oh, you need to go back and sit back there. I'd be embarrassed, wouldn't I? See, we have to we have to learn how to walk. Let nothing be done through strife and argumentatives and, and, and vainglory. Don't get into arguments. You know, learn how to live without arguing and fighting and bickering and complaining and mimicking. Love is God love. God is love. You may constantly tell you there's a whole lot of things that did not come with your salvation. Arguing did not come with your salvation. Lying did not come with your salvation. Strife did not come with your salvation. Because if you look at Galatians 5.19, Paul says if you got strife, envy, bitterness, and all this in your life, he says, I've already told you, you're not going to heaven. 
Because the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with his affections and lust. If we live in the Spirit, let's walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another and envying one another. Galatians chapter 5, verse 20, uh, 19 through 26. Amen. We, we've got to do what he's telling us. We've got to learn how to walk, brothers and sisters. This is a beautiful journey. Amen. We've got to learn how to walk. So Paul goes on here. He says, look not every man, verse 4, Philippians 2, 4. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Be considerate of other people. If they need you, help them out. Amen. Here, notice, he's, don't be selfish. That's not of God. Prefer your brother. Prefer somebody else. The old lady that's coming into the, the, the Walmart, ask if she need a hand to help her get in. The Lord Terry, guess what? You may need someone to help you get in. When the people's on the scooter cart and they can't reach the shelf, be kind and says, hey, ma'am, sir, is there something up there you need me to get for you? Can I get something for you? Can I help you? Can I help you take your bags out? Can I? Is there any way I can help? Because the Lord tarries, you might be that way one day. And, and I think the scripture put it very plainly, you will reap what you sow. Amen. So, don't be selfish. Sacrifice yourself a little bit. What's Romans 12, 1 and 2 say? I beseech you, therefore, brethren, <laughs> that you present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world. Be you transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. That you might walk worthy. Amen. You remember we, we studied last week in Hebrews 11, talking about Enoch? What did Enoch do? He walked with God. He was not. Why? Because God translated him. But before his translation, he had this testimony. He pleased God. Think about it. He pleased God. And if I look back in Genesis and I read it, he walked with God for 300 years. That's a long time. He did what was right. And it was not. And God took him. We don't know. And God is coming. But the Lord himself shall descend with heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Amen. So we want to look at the, on the things of others. Let's see where we can help others. Let's have sympathy on people. What did you say? On some have compassion. Make a difference. 
Learn how to walk. Learn how to live. When Jesus saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion. And it is of the Lord's mercy, Lamentations 3 says, that we're not consumed. Because his compassion fell not. They're new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. God is always moved with compassion. And that's why we must be moved with compassion. People are hurting. But if I'm not walking right, I'm not going to have compassion. All I'm going to think about is me. Me, 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 me. Like you learn how to play the piano. Me, 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 me. Glory me for so It's going to be all about me. No. It's not about me. It's about Him. Amen. It's all about Christ in me, the hope of glory. So Paul goes on here and he says, let this, verse 5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made of himself no reputation and took of him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in the fashion of man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Amen. And what did Jesus tell us? Except you take up your cross daily, you can't be my disciple. So are you carrying your cross? Are you walking in compassion? Are you walking resisting to do evil so that you can do what is right? Are you being obedient to God's word? Are you submitting yourselves to every ordinance of God? To the king's eternal and king. Amen. Are you a servant of the Lord? Notice, he became a servant. That's why Jesus said the Son of Man did not come to be ministered to. He came to minister and to give his life for a ransom. Amen. Are you a minister? Are you a servant of God? We've got to learn how to serve others. That's how we walk in this newness of life. We've got to walk with wisdom towards them that are without. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. These are evil times. Paul told us in 2 Timothy 3, he says, This know also in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, boasters, proud, covetous, amen, disobedient to parents, blasphemer, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affections, truce breakers, incontinence, fears, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minders, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away. But this sort of day, which creep in the houses and leave capitalist, silly women, lady with sin, and ever learning and ever able to come to the knowledge of the truth. These are last days. We got to settle it. Get it right. We got to walk with wisdom towards them that are out. Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 9 
and 10, 1 Timothy chapter 2, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. In like manner also that women adorn themselves in modest apparel, which shamefaced and sobriety, not with braided hair of gold apparel or costly array, but which becoming women professing godlessness with good works. We got to learn how to walk as a woman. See, you don't want to look like a man, and man don't want to look like a woman. You you want to look the way God made you. Amen. Notice here, he says, with shamefacedness and sobriety. That word shamefacedness means you need to walk with honor, honor and respect. Honor. And respect and sobriety means sound-minded and with self-control. You need to be able to control. Women need to be able to walk with honor and respect as a child of God. Amen. And with sound-mindedness and self-control. What does Proverbs twenty-five twenty-eight say? He that have no rule over his own spirit, it's like a city. That is broken down and without walls. When you have no control over you, the enemy is going to destroy you. You've got to learn how to walk. Notice, you've got to learn how to walk. Because God has given you the things you need to know how to walk. What did you say? Verse 3, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write of you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write and exalt you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once given to the saints. They all had a common salvation. If we have that same salvation, then we ought to be walking the same way they walk. That's what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 11, 1. Follow me. I'll follow Christ. Philippians 4, I mean 3, 10, he says, Oh, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, being conformable unto his death, that by any means I may obtain to that which I am so apprehended of says, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, I forget those things which are behind, and I reach forth to those things which are before. I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. we got to go forth. We've got to keep walking. We've got to walk with wisdom towards them that are without. Redeeming the time. Use your time wisely. For the days are evil. Don't get pulled into the evil. That's what's happening in this pandemic. Christians are being pulled from God. That's exactly what is happening. They're being pulled. And they don't even realize it. Because they're not rooted and grounded in the knowledge of God. That's why Paul said that you might walk worthy of the Lord in all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. You want the knowledge of God, everything about God, in your mind. 
Who shall separate me? And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached to the Gentiles, believed on in the world and received back up into glory. And Jesus says, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you shall be also. And the way you know and the, where I'm going, you know. Amen. We, we're going to a better place. Abraham looked for a city which had foundation whose builder and maker is God. We've got to walk for, with wisdom towards them that are without. We've got to walk in this newness of life. You've been given a new chance. And Paul says, are you so foolish? Having begun in the spirit, do you think you now are going to be made perfect by the flesh? No. We don't entangle. He says, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the Lord. Amen. Don't go back. Don't let the world pull you. Don't let the world tug at you. Build up yourself on your most holy faith. Stay in the Holy Ghost. Keep walking according to God's word. Amen. In this new life he's given you. Paul says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. No, 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 no. I buried the old guy in the waters of baptism. He's gone. I'm a new creature in Christ. And if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. And behold, all things become new. If we're going to walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of Him, then we must learn how to walk and to conduct ourselves accordingly. We are admonished in Scripture that we henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their minds, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God, through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feelings have given themselves over to the lasciviousness to work all uncleanliness with greediness, Ephesians 4, 17-19. Our walk must be according to the profession to which we profess the gospel of Jesus Christ. If our walk is not according to our profession, then we have not so learned Christ. Amen. And so we want to walk according to God's way and God's word. Amen. Let me walk with you, Jesus. Don't ever leave me alone. For without you I could never, no, never make heaven my home. So let me walk with you, Jesus. 
Don't ever leave me alone. For without you I could never. No, never make heaven my home. So let me walk with you, Jesus. Don't ever leave me alone. For without you, I could never, no, never make heaven my home. So let me walk with you, Jesus. Don't ever leave me alone, for without you I could never, no, never make heaven my home. For the God on the mountain, He is God in the valley. And things go wrong, He'll make them right. And the God of the good time is still God in the bad time. And the God of the day is still God in the night. For the God on the mountain is still God in the valley. When things go wrong, you make them right. And the God in the good time is still God in the bad time. And the God of the day, He's still God in the night. Father, I praise You. God, I want to walk with you. Oh, God, I want to walk according to your way. Oh, Lord Jesus, give us the wisdom we need, Father. Give us the directions. Give us the guidance, oh, God. 
orchestrate our steps according to your perfect will, O oh God. We look unto you as the author and the finisher of our faith, O oh God. We cling to your unchanging hand, Lord God. We build our hopes on things eternal, Lord. We love you. We praise you. And we magnify your wonderful name. In Jesus, Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Don't forget, amen, Sunday service. Amen. 9 o'clock prayer, 9.30, our discipleship class. 10.30, amen, our worship service. Amen. Good to have everybody here tonight. Amen. Those that is not here, continue to pray for them. Amen. Keep one another edified and build up in Jesus' name. Amen. Remember, good social distancing and all the other good stuff. Amen. God bless you.